If your money could talk, it might say, hey, keep me safe. So listen to your money and deposit it wherever you see that purple CDIC logo. That's because the Canada Deposit Insurance Corporation protects your money, so it never stops talking. Want to know more? Visit cdic.ca. Well, a lot of people have been watching this play out and Uber has now responded to what its future in the UK might look like after a ruling in the UK. It finds that Uber drivers, according to the court, is are classified as workers, not contractors, as the company has claimed in the past. So what exactly does this mean? Let's bring in Lior Samfiru, employment lawyer and partner at Samfiru Tamarkin LLP, also representing drivers in a class action lawsuit against Uber in Ontario. Thanks so much for being with us. Thanks for having me on. What is your response to the ruling in the UK? It's certainly uh, one that is not of surprise in the sense that we expected to see results like that in the UK and elsewhere. Uh, Obviously, we're happy and relieved that that is the result. But to us, really, any other result would be almost illogical here the way that uber to date has chosen to operate to run its operations especially to control its drivers the level of control i think lends to really only one conclusion and that is that those drivers are not really in business for themselves they are employees in the eyes of the law of uber and we believe that that result that uh in the uk will end up being the result here in Canada. The law really is the same in terms of distinguishing employees and contractors. The law is the same in the UK as it is in Canada. So we think that that decision will certainly impact the outcome eventually in Canada when the matter eventually goes to court. Uh, one of one part of Uber's response to this is saying that the company itself has changed a lot since 2016, when, which is when this case was first filed, and that they've made significant changes to their operations. So how do you respond to that? Well, certainly, based on what I've seen in Canada, that is far, far from being the case. If, any, if anything, they exert even more control over their drivers. There's more requirements about being an Uber driver and, and what happens if you don't perform uh, to standard and you know what penalties Uber can impose on you. And I actually believe that having those standards is, is the right thing because Uber does have an obligation to make sure that the drivers do a proper job and that the public is protected. But it can't have it both ways. It can't say, no, no, we're not the employer, but we're going to dictate everything and anything to do with these drivers. So I have not seen any changes. If anything, over the past number of years, Uber has become more strict and have more rules for its drivers. So if drivers in Ontario or in Canada were employees in 2016 and 17, they're certainly employees now in 2021. What would the difference be then, and just just for so I can understand it better, what would the difference be, say, from a franchise? Somebody owns a franchise of a company. They have to follow all of the rules of the company. They, they can't you know, paint the, the logo a different color. They can't do anything different with the product. And, and they're basically a, a contractor. Or are they, are they an employee uh, compared to if you work for Uber, are, are you, you have to follow all of the rules, but then Uber on the, on the other side of that says you're actually a contractor. Well, if you think about all Uber says that it does, it says that it's in the business of connecting uh, consumers with its drivers. We, you know, we simply connect person that needs a service with those willing to provide that service. 
But the reality is that they do a lot more than that. They dictate how much these drivers get paid, the routes that they take. Uh, Uber is the one actually paying them. Uh, you know, the, the payment goes to Uber and Uber pays them. It dictates different rates at different times. That level of control is so extensive that it doesn't really differentiate Uber drivers from someone that actually has a regular job. Uh, now, franchise, those individuals that are, are uh, own a franchise still have the ability to run their business, to schedule people, to hire people, to fire people. Uh, they're in business for themselves. Uber drivers cannot do that. I can't decide today, if I'm an Uber driver, that I'm not going to go work for Uber. I'm going to hire someone to take my place today. No. Uber says, you're the only one, uh, Lior, that's allowed to drive. Well, that's what an employment relationship looks like. Uh, so if you look like an employee and you act like an employee, then in law, you have to be an employee. What are the main issues as far as the case here in Canada? And I'm imagining that they were guessing that there, there are some similar issues that led to this case and this ruling in the UK. What were the, the concerns wages? Was it how drivers were being treated, protections? What kind of, uh, pardon the pun, has driven drivers to go and want these changes? Well, if you are an employee, that, that classification comes with the whole host of rights and entitlements. The right to receive minimum wage. A lot of drivers receive less than minimum wage. The right to get vacation pay, overtime pay, termination and severance pay. There's an entire host of, of rights and entitlements that employees have that contractors don't have. And if, in fact, we're right and Uber drivers have been misclassified, then they have not been provided for many years across Canada and beyond with those entitlements. And many, many, many of these drivers feel that that is wrong, that they should be able to earn at least minimum wage in the province that they work and that they should get vacation pay. And if Uber decides to stop employing them, that there should be consequences and entitlements that flow from that. So a lot of the drivers are on site here. They want to be treated fairly. Or they would say to Uber, fine, we don't have to be employees. We're happy to be contractors. But then you have to treat us like contractors. The problem has always been that Uber has wanted to have its cake and eat it too. To treat people like employees but not actually have employees and that simply is not possible. Right, because there's, there must be some drivers as well that are okay with the way things are right now, saying this is what we signed up for. We knew what we were signing up for. I don't want to be an employee. I want to be a contractor. They absolutely are, and, and we cannot discount that. But here's the thing, that the only one that can decide the status of someone, the only one can decide whether someone is an employee or a contractor is the law, our, 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 our courts, our, our government agencies, the law can only decide that. I can't decide what someone is. A person can't decide what they are. You can imagine the, the, the potential slippery slope if people can simply decide to call themselves independent contractor. Well, if that was possible, every employee, think, take the most obvious employee, someone working at a fad, fast food restaurant or at a warehouse, well, they can be independent contractors as well. It doesn't work that way. So what you call yourself or even what you believe that you are ultimately does not factor into the analysis. If you have a regular job that someone controls, if you have to abide by their rules, if they ultimately tell you what to do and how much you get paid, you are an employee in the eyes of the law, regardless of what you may have signed.
Uh, this will have ramifications, I'm sure. The one obvious one being it's going to cost Uber more to make people employees or to treat people like employees. Uh, does it not also have implications, though, on the drivers as far as your taxes change and things change if you're an employee rather than a contractor? Absolutely. Certainly, uh, you know, drivers that are employees have to file taxes like employees. They would get T4s like, like the rest of us. And, and would have to file their taxes that way. The problem that all these drivers are taking right now, not through any fault of their own, is that because they've been misclassified, they are right now filing their taxes as independent contractors. If and when they're ever audited by CRA, CRA would look at it and say, well, wait a second, you're not truly an independent contractor, so we're going to impose fines and penalties and, and back taxes on you. So even for the drivers from a, a tax standpoint, it makes sense for them to be treated the way they truly are, or they actually may face, uh, may face tax consequences. And is that, is that something you think, too, uh, I haven't heard of that being talked about a ton, in that drivers might be under the impression that if they were audited or if it came to that, it's Uber that would be paying the extra, not them. Well, the, both Uber and the drivers would have liability. So Uber may be penalized for not withholding and remitting taxes, but the drivers who may have deducted certain expenses that they would not otherwise be uh, allowed to deduct, they may be uh, penalized for that, and they may have to get pay, or to pay back tax deductions that they otherwise received. So it absolutely makes sense for the drivers to get this right. And I've, I've been advising Uber drivers in the interim, while you're still classified as an independent contractor, Pay your taxes straight up. Don't try to get any deductions. Assume you are an employee because you don't want to get into trouble with the CRA. That's really not a, a pleasant spot to be in. So that, that's what I've been advising drivers uh, all along. Uh, you mentioned the, the case that you're involved with here in Canada. Does, does the UK case then have an impact on that or what do you think is next for that one? Absolutely. I, I think that uh, a court here uh, in Canada, any court, is going to absolutely look at that decision in the UK. It's going to have what we call persuasive value. It's not binding on a court in Canada, but it has absolutely persuasive effect. And I, I do not imagine that a court here is going to stray very far from that UK decision. The next step in this case, as we have a court date in June of this year to have the class action properly certified, and then we're going to go ahead and deal with the, the main issue, which is, are these drivers, in fact, employees or contractors? All right. Uh, Lior, we'll leave it there for today. Thank you so much for your time. Appreciate it. Thank you, Joe.